0: to the Cinema Network, I'm Chris, I'm Matt, and I'm Honto, and we're continuing our James Bond coverage with a 1971 flick, Diamonds Are Forever, starring Sean Connery in his last outing as Bond, um, technically. So this is a movie I've seen multiple times as a kid, uh, Matt and Honto, I believe, the same for you? Yeah, 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 TNT, all the time. Yeah, I um, actually I think this is the first Bond I ever saw. I remember the introduction. This has, this has this has, I think, one of the more memorable introductions. Very weird. Yeah. It introduction. is weird. I think it's, it's a cool e- intro. It's like edited it. really strange. Well, let's get yeah. into it. We'll get into it. So let's go ahead and talk about the budget for this movie. How much do you think in 1971? Give you how much did James Bond Diamonds Are Forever cost to make? Uh, how okay? Really quick, what was do you remember Live and Let Die's numbers? I don't, because I can't. I can't even like twenty million, fifteen million, seven million. Oh wow. Okay. So, but I have a fun game we're gonna play in a second. So, we have domestic and international. Internationally, made two grand more than it did domestically. So I'm not gonna play worldwide, but uh, domestically in the U S. How much the diamonds are forever? That's a really weird stat, by the way. Only made two grand more. Yeah, internationally. So maybe just had a few, a few screens and Hmm. a couple of people want to see it. Well, when we talked about live and let die, we talked about how like. Uh, it was like worldwide and which is directly after this movie. Yeah. Uh, but like how they couldn't, they, yeah, they were talking about like, remember talking about like certain things they couldn't, they didn't want to put in the movie because they yeah. don't want to like be exempt from their mar- certain markets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. that it's only like two grand more. Yeah. That I guess doesn't seem really right. Because you know? why would that be a fear for them to make live and let die with that? that like, you mean with was saying that that um take a gamble or something like that. Yeah. Or? Like to be like, oh, we, we, we don't want to do that because then it will take us out of those markets for what? Two thousand extra dollars. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just showed it in a few screenings and that was it. I so. don't know. um So how much do you think it made domestically? Matt, I'll start off with you. 50. OK, Honto S- 65 million. All right, it really? made 43 million. OK. But I have a bonus game. So it cost for, or it made forty three million back okay. in nineteen seventy one dollars, okay. which is fifty years ago. What is that calculated to today? And we'll do it in increments of ten, so it doesn't have to be exact. And so, so it made forty one or forty three, forty three, back in nineteen seventy one dollars. What is that with inflation? Just take a guess. Two hundred fifty million. Okay. Matt, uh, I'm gonna say one fifty, right. almost three hundred million. Wow. Wow. So okay. this was definitely a hit. So, yeah. So, a bit of trivia On Her Majesty's Secret Service was did really terrible in movie theaters, which is the one right before this. Yeah. It was right before this. And it was George Lazenby. So, a different Bond. Uh, it did a really bad job in theaters. And so, when they went to go make Diamonds Are Forever, they're like, okay, we got to make it fun again. That's why they got Guy Hamilton back to yep. direct it. Uh, and they wanted it to be more like poppier than. Uh, because like on our Magic Secret Service is kind of dark, obviously. Yeah, the ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they wanted to make it like a more of a good time of a movie, and that's why they also got Sean Connery back with the the caveat that this was gonna be Sean Connery's last Bond movie. So he was he said he was only gonna come back for one more, and that was it. This was gonna be his last one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, actually, oh. um, sorry to me to walk over you, but uh, I remember had a cracked magazine back in like the eighties or something. Cracked like had a magazine. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Oh wow! Yeah, cracked was the rival. You didn't hear mag- that? That was a website. No, no, it was, oh, it was yeah. Mad Magazine's rival. Oh, uh, since yeah. like the '60s. Cool. Um, then they switched to website recently. Nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like it was making fun of James Bond, and it was like I can't remember what the joke was, but it was like diamond. Or it was like I'll never play Bond again, ever, 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 and it showed him like on a pile of money. He's like ever, ever. It, it was basically that boy. Horatio stands from Tomcats. I, I won't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, finally, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes, Matt? Uh, this one's got a low one. I'm gonna go with 35 yeah. percent, Honto. 35. Wow. Uh, I'll say like 62. 63. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well done, Honto. Wow. It had a bad score on, or not a bad score, but Letterbox. Letterbox was it like gave it a, something. It's like a 2.8 on Letterbox, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. If, Find that still kind of surprising. Yeah, it's not that bad. I don't think it's bad. I think my thing with Letterbox is anything above a, anything below a three. The three range is like you're you're guaranteed like a yeah.
1: decent movie. It was good. Yeah.
0: That's my three is like I give I usually yeah. give movies a three like it's good. If it gets in that two point eight two point nine, then you're like hovering in that danger zone area. Yes, where it's like this could be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This could either be cult classic or this could be just be bad. Right. Hansu, can you take us to the cast and crew of Diamonds are Forever? Yes, I can. OK, thank you. Directed by Guy Hamilton, known for Remo Williams. <laughs> 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 uh, and then I, I, I don't think I mentioned it, but uh, Force 10 from Navarone. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Is it Clint Eastwood? No, it's uh, that's um Bray-Eagles- Dare, which is also an Alistair McLean <clears throat> uh, book. But Forcent from Navarone is a sequel to um, uh, The Guns of Navarone. Oh, that's and why. And okay, it's why. Roy Scheider who plays the role at um, <clears throat> of Mallory, who was played by uh, whose name escapes me right now because of work. I just got them working like a 10 hour day. <laughs> um, I will say Roy Scheider from Cape Fear and To Kill a Mockingbird. <clears throat> oh, Robert Mitchum. No, uh, uh, Gary. Gary Cooper? No, Oh, um, Robert De Niro? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, it, it <clears throat> it's a sequel to that. Okay. So and it's in like Harrison Ford's in it. Okay. And, okay. Okay. Uh, it's got a cool cast. Yeah. Harrison Ford's in it. Um. Uh, who else is in it? Jaws. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is ironic because uh, <clears throat> Robert Robert Keir or Keel. Yeah, Keel. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her name from *Spider Love Me*? Um, the the spy, who loved me, <laughs> guys. <laughs> My names the names are I wasn't anticipating talking about this, so I'll just keep moving. Gregory Peck. It's Gregory Gregory Peck. Peck. Robert, okay, yeah, Robert Shaw plays Gregory Peck's part. Okay, okay, from Okay. Uh run. Okay, but yeah, cool <laughs> cast, like yeah. cool little mission movie, like nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I want to check those out. Uh, we got J uh, Sean Connery, James Bond. Uh, previous episodes, Time Bandits, The Rock, and then. I would say probably coming soon. Uh, Highlander. Yes. Have we really only done two Sean Connery <laughs> movies? And it's Time Bandits. I think in the Rock. In the Rock. The Rock. Yeah, are, yeah, is a good one. I give you the Rock. I think but. those are the only two. Yeah, those are the only two. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. I know we're gonna do. now. Nah, actually, I can't see us doing a lot of Sean Connerys. I mean, maybe yeah, Highlander for sure. it mean, Trag- Trag- at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. Untouchables. I can't we've done. Oh, yeah, yeah, Untouchables. Yeah. I, don't if I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that'd be a good one. That movie's great. It's an awesome movie. Yeah. 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 Uh Jill St. John as Tiffany Case. Uh, she was really only in a lot of like bit TV roles in a movie here and there. She actually left Hollywood a year later in 72 to pursue personal interest and in cooking. And she became a personality on Good Burning America. Oh, very cool. Yeah. She's actually one of my favorite Bond girls. she's pretty I good. think she's fun. I like yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's something about her. I think she's got a, a cool vibe to her. Because in some of the Bond movies, they make some of the girls really stupid. Yeah. Or they make them too um. They make her, but like, she, she's a know it all. But she's like, I feel like she is an average person who's smart. Um, she does a few dumb things in the movie. Like right. she mixes up the tape, which I think yeah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like her because she's very, like, in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. I like that's what I like about it. Yeah. Her, so. Okay. Uh, Charles Gray as Blofeld, previous Bond villain in You Only Live Twice, which is weird. Oh, wow. I totally forgot he was in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And it's, then- there's several Bond players. Uh, that appear in movies like and it won't be on your cast list. Yeah, but he he's in two other Bond movies. The um, actor. There's a guy at the end of the movie where they go down to the Wayland factory. OK, and it's the guy who's kind of like uh, he's like t- he's giving okay. Wayland and um, James Bond like the tour. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, who authorized this? He's like, you did. I talked to you on the phone. That right. Guy, right. He's also in, I think, Thunderball. OK. And in, I think it's Thunderball. No, it's You Only Live Twice. Oh, wow. I think so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, Matt, why don't you watch uh, this podcast? Though. He's in
0: another Sean Connery one, but he's also in Spy Love Me. Oh, uh, OK. You guys go down these rabbit holes. I don't know. Who you, did you anymore. listen to what He's, said? he's the, uh, the guy the di- at the end of Diamonds Are Forever. And a couple yeah, he's ones. like a tour guide yeah. and he's, he shows like Wayland. And because he's um, like, is he like, oh, I left my key card. Sorry, Willard White. Willard sorry, White okay. Will yeah, it's Willard White Wayland. Uh, Willard White, he's shown Willard White and James Bond like the tour of where that satellite was, and James Bond's like, "Yeah, the satellite was just here." He's like,
1: "Yeah," oh, and he's I like, "Oh, it's actually I'm in space
0: now." now. And, okay. and Willard White yells at him. He's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "Who authorized it?" That guy who's like. Who says back to me? He's like, you did. I talked to you on the phone. Right, right. He's one of the. Com- he's like the commander in *Spy Love Me*. Oh, when they're okay. on the ship and they're fighting, and <clears throat> Roger Moore's is fighting next to him. I don't right. remember. I don't think I ever watch that one again. I'm not gonna. *Spy Love Me*. Yeah, I remember being pretty boring. I'm actually it's pretty, gonna watch. It's it. pretty epic at the end. The ending is solid. I yeah, do remember yeah. the ending, but I remember being pretty bored. And then I think it. um the uh the main villain has a comically large uh, or long, long gun. <sighs> long barrel gun okay that he tries to shoot Bond with and then he just shoots him back. Really? Uh, it's really yeah. okay. stupid. Okay. It's like why do they have these gadgets, you know? Uh we got Lana Woods, plenty of tool. She pops up at the hotel. Uh previous or not previous episode, but she's in the searchers playing a younger version of Natalie Wood's character. Uh which is interesting because um was it Robert Wagner Wood Yeah, plays a bit in a parody of James Bond and he was involved with The Natalie Wood, and then you know they're sisters, right? They are, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know, right? Kind of weird. I found that out this year. Yeah, that that's Natalie Wood's sister. I did not know that. Who's Natalie Wood? She Um, was a like a basically a famous, you know, old time act actress. She was she in? I knew I knew about that. How she passed? Um, Matt Dino, nothing, nothing big. I mean, Um, she was in a lot of stuff. I just just Bob Carroll, Ted, Alice, Um, class Hollywood over here, class, yeah, um. But yeah, it's like I, yeah. it's like West Side Story, I believe, right? Yeah, that actually sounds correct. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like I mean, like how you mentioned that they're sisters. It's like uh Griffin Dunn, which is the buddy who gets eaten American Werewolf. Yeah, he's uh the yeah. brother I, okay. of Dominique Dunn in Poltergeist, the girl, the the older sister. Yes, okay. Yeah. Just like, like I did not know. like had yeah. no idea. Like that's awesome. It makes so much sense. Right? Yeah, in Rebel Without a Cause. Okay, the Searchers. Okay uh miracle on 34th street she like the child in miracle she's santa oh okay yeah (laughs) um but yeah you've seen her before okay yeah i know she is but yeah i just didn't know i I don't think i've seen her in a movie but we got uh jimmy dean as willard white uh best jimmy dean that's my willard white okay oh Oh. what the hell you doing (laughs) best known for the jimmy dean show which is where jim henson basically got his like recognition oh cool it was like oh basically he was a guest and then yeah, like rose to... and sausage. Is it Jimmy yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Dean sausage. sausage? Well, I know that, but there's there could be multiple Jimmy Deans. I know, Honestly, it's... I didn't know it until I was watching the the uh, the behind the scenes on the movie. Okay, and they're like, yeah, he's like Jimmy, and I was like, Jimmy Dean, like like Jimmy Dean sausage. And he's like, the sausage business has been great for me. And I was like, <laughs> Jimmy Dean sausage. Wow, and he's a country singer too. Again with the with the like Lana Wood and you know Natalie Wood. I never made the connection it's between a Jimmy Dean and it's a lot. Jimmy Dean sausage. It is weird when we're losing like, all of our young audience. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, we gotta stop picking these old, old movies. Oh man, they're gonna stop listening to us in the high schools. <laughs> uh Bruce Cabot as Saxby, uh best known probably for King Kong as I think the main character, John uh John Driscoll. Okay, which is basically Adrian Brody in the remake. That's okay. the same, I'll say the a same, big role the same character. Same character, right? basically. We which got... one which one's Saxby in this? Remind me again. Saxby uh, is... is he he's one of the casino guys, right? Yes. There's like the Willard White Sachs there's like a B bunch of random Brent. backwards yeah. like background guys that show up for a second. Right. But they're all, inter- they're all inter- the one that they, he kills after he gets done fighting uh, Bambi, Bambi and, Thumper. and Thumper. Yeah. Okay. There's that sniper that's on the rocks. I think that's it. And he's yeah. shooting at him. And then, and then all of the other CIA agents shoot back at him. And it turns out he got killed. Yeah. He's basically. like that. He's like tell him he's fired.
1: Yeah, okay, I remember that line. I don't remember. Okay.
0: Did you watch the movie? Yeah, but I don't know who Natalie Wood is, and I never <laughs> saw the guns from Havero. I've never seen. we just Hasbro got- has the <laughs> guns for Hasbro. <laughs> uh, Norman Burton as Felix Lighter. Uh, previous episode, you guys won't remember him, but Bloodsport. He's one of the the guy. He's the guy that's partnered with Forrest Whitaker tracking down JC. Forrest Whitaker was in that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, right. I do not remember. We should Forrest do that for Whitaker. the podcast. I, know, right? I love that movie, and I can't wait for the soundtrack. Uh Putter Smith as Mr. Kid. He played uh bass with uh Thelonious Monk and then was spotted by Guy Hamilton and then basically got cast as the assassin. That's pretty neat. And who's his dad? Or he's the father nope. of next person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know how, how old Potter Smith? It's the uh, guy with the long hair. Do you know yes. how old he was in this movie? I don't know how old he was, but you want to guess he's 33 years old, 29, 29. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, you know this is it's the assassin with the with the mustache the and the glasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Mr. Kim, yeah. right? You said yeah, because we were talking about age with yeah. um, uh, Yafet Kodo, How he's like 33, dude. And, yeah. But this guy looks like he's 40 years older than Yafet Kodil. He looks like, like, yeah, he's only 29. And then finally, Bruce Glover as Mr. Wint, the other assassin uh, best known for Chinatown popcorn and Best known for being the father of Crispin Glover. Oh man, totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh <laughs> wow. right. Which is again another connection. Glover, yeah, you know. Very cool. And... <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that. That's insane. <laughs> and uh that's it for Cass and Crew. Did Guy Hamilton direct Live and Let Die? Uh he did. I, I, yeah, He did. did. Yeah, I thought yeah. he did. Yeah, he, oh, he yeah. did um, he did a few of the movies. I think he, he, did, he did, Goldfinger, did Goldfinger Goldfinger, Live and Let Die, uh this. And he did one more. Oh, man with the golden gun. Oh, he really? Man, yeah. he was doing so well too. Yeah, it was like a steady decline. Yeah, he had a perfect wow. Actually, it was like So a, he did three in a row. Uh, he did Diamonds Are Forever, then Live and Let Die, and then man with the golden gun. Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did Goldfinger in 64, Diamonds Forever in 71, Live and Let Die 73, and then man with the golden gun in 74. Good for him, he was like the uh, was Martin Campbell did a bunch in a row, didn't he? Or no, he no, did, Martin Campbell did Golden yeah, Golden Eye, and Casino Royale, like 95, and Casino Royale. Yeah, I guess he only did this too, yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into Diamonds Are Forever. The opening opens up with I think it's actually a really cool opening because it's Sean Connery going after Blofeld, and Lots. we basically think that he kills Blofeld in yeah. this intro, and so the remainder of the movie is like, oh man. Like you're, you're, you're walking in and it's like, oh man, he killed Blofeld pretty quick in the first right, 10 minutes. Right. And you don't think much of it. You don't think it's going to be a Blofeld movie. Um, but yeah, after he kills Blofeld, we cut into the title track, Diamonds Are Forever. What do we think of the song? Hold on. Hold on, There's we got to talk so about this weird o- opening to this movie. OK, we got how weird is the editing in the, the opening? In this movie? I mean, it's like, him like globetrotting and getting, you know, finding out the location of Blofeld, the like the ADR, the voiceover. Oh, or, like, yeah, the, like yeah. you can tell it's like it's not matching whatsoever. At one point, he's choking a guy uh, with like a bamboo stick or yeah. something like that, or against bamboo bars. Or I can't remember. But like he, the guy, like obviously he says something, but his mouth doesn't move. And it's yep. the weirdest editing. Right, and we also him. get our first and only uh, boob in a bond. Movie. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Oh, it's very much there. Like when he goes, when he strangles the girl with the bikini top. Oh, I uh, forgot he like searches around and asks or asks around about Bulletfeld. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He like, when he goes to strangle her boob, just he, you totally see her boob on like full display. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, he drowns a guy in a in a mud, mud in a, pie in a muddy in a in a mud pie in a duty tank, <laughs> dude. But I guess like he it, empties a septic tank on top of a dude because the the idea here is that the mud is like is that supposed to be turning him into blow I don't a moisturizer. Is it, is it some like sort of? A, I think it's like a mud bath. Okay. Before the surgery. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Um. But yeah, and then he tosses uh uh what he thinks is blow into the the mud lava or whatever. Yeah. Chocolate, chocolate mud lava, and then it goes into the theme song. I kind of yeah. hate this this stuff. Uh, which one? This this like <clears> where <throat> he throws him into this mud lava, and you're just like, oh, I guess he's, uh, I guess that kills him. It's it looks hot. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like not knowing what the hell, you, like what it is, what it is, like kind of yeah. bothers me. Yeah, I feel like it ruins kind of the action. Yeah, a but it's a, it's a 50 year old movie that I don't think they had everything. I mean, I was always you know. confused, even when I was a kid seeing this. Is like, what is that? Right. Yeah. Like, like, what are they doing? Like, it's just surgery. Like, why is he? Why, why is, is he late? Why does he die because he gets too much mud on him? Right. Right. But he's not dead when he shows up because there's already too much mud on it's him. It's the same with uh with that movie you witness when he drowns that guy with the corn with corn. Or, yeah. The corn. Danny Glover, isn't it? I think no. It's no. It's not guy. Danny Glover. Danny guy. Glover dies later on. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the same concept, I guess. Too much of something will drown you. It's true. So the title track "Diamonds Are Forever" kicks on. What do we think of this song? It's good. I like it. yeah, yeah, I like it. it. It's yeah. solid. It's yeah. not one I, I, I play. It's a good song, but it's not one I play and replay. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think it was Shirley Bassey. Is it? And she did yeah. four James Bond songs. She did Diamonds Are Forever. She did Moonraker. No, that's uh, Nancy Sinatra. Okay. So Moonraker, um, Man with the Golden Gun, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. I think there's one more, but I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, goldfinger did you see goldfinger oh yeah goldfinger that's it that's the yeah. fourth that's the fourth one um but yeah she has an awesome voice and the song is good um i always do this thing about the kanye song when i hear it dude exactly, right it. yeah which what a weird song for someone to be like that james bond song from 50 years ago right I need to cover it dude right. kanye used to be so good man and what happened that song is awesome yeah that song is really cool um so yeah so after the opening track there's a lot that goes on it's for watching this movie as a kid Super confusing watching as an adult, just a little confusing. Yeah, Um I think it's just because there's so many like characters that are mentioned and they're kind of on screen for like a little bit. Some of them off screen. Yeah, and just a lot of mistaken identity type stuff. Yeah, which is typical in spy movies. But it's just like so many names are thrown around to the point. It where it's is just like I can't figure out who's who. And that's a huge negative. Honestly, for me, it's the first hour of this movie where they're literally just the, the hitmen are. And this sums up like what's going to happen for the next hour. The right. hitmen are literally going after everybody in the pipeline that deals with these diamonds. Yep. But I don't understand why they're killing them all. Yeah, because isn't the idea they want to keep the pipeline going, right? Yeah, they want to get the diamonds. And I, like, aren't these diamonds just going straight to Blofeld? And Blofeld is trying to close it to keep his own pipeline. Or unless he's trying to close it to keep the pipeline clean. Now that nobody can talk about, it. I guess this movie's confusing. I'm a little I'm li- yeah, I, I was yeah, really, I think, really paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah I was so I, yeah. I watched it like one and a half times. I still can figure out. Yeah, why. I was just trying to figure out. I was like, why? Like, at, OK, because like to set it up. There's the guy who's working at the mines. Right. Who gets the diamonds brings from workers the, at work at the mine. Brings it to the dentist. The dentist. Then the dentist shows up and he gets killed via scorpion. Yeah. Uh, that seemed to creep that he's supposed. Yeah. Oh, it, there's a creepier deleted scene. I'll tell you about uh, it in a second. Oh, wow. Um, but then he, the dentist is supposed to meet up with the helicopter pilot to deal the diamonds off to right, him. Right, right, right. Uh, and then the helicopter brings it to the woman. And that helicopter person is supposed to bring it to the teacher. Yeah. Teacher. And the teacher is supposed to bring it to Jill St. John. Yep. Right. Yep. But, for some reason they kill the dentist, they kill the helicopter pilot, they deliver the diamonds themselves to the teacher and then they kill the teacher when she delivers it the it diamonds makes they kill her anyway which makes no sense. Yeah, and then they leave Jill St. John alone until like way further into the movie where she's at a house in She's Wait, mistaken. You mean, you mean the end? Oh, and no. then she's mistakenly. Yeah, they, yeah. They kill plenty of tool yeah. instead. Plenty of tool gets killed. Oh, I think you're about because the they, two guys. Yeah, the two guys killed Mister Wynn and Mister Kid. Yeah, they killed her. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. They killed everybody. Yeah, they killed okay. everybody in the yeah. pipeline, and then they kill plenty because they think it's Jill Saint John. Exactly. So why are they waiting for Jill Saint to kill Jill, Jill, Jill also, Saint John that far into the? Also, they do all this stuff where they kill them like with. Kill them directly with their bare hands or whatever, you know, and then they decide to just leave James Bond in a pipe to be buried. Yeah, that's the dumbest part of the movie. It's like, just put a bull in his head. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty But he dealt with it. So I watched deleted scenes for this movie. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. I don't know if you ever watched deleted scenes for like a James Bond movie. It's weird watching deleted scenes for a movie. He's like unmastered or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird when you watch something like, I've seen this movie several, several times over since I was a kid. And never saw deleted footage. I'm sure it was this way when you saw Ghostbusters,
1: and you could finally oh, get yeah. to see deleted footage
0: for Ghostbusters. You can see that Dan Aykroyd, uh, that scene that in full. Yeah, the blowjob, <laughs> uh, the ghost blowjob from Ghostbusters. <laughs> but um, uh, you get to finally see that, and it's weird. Yeah. When it's like, oh, this is footage I've never seen, but it's from the same movie. Wait, where right. What did you see? You said you were gonna talk so about something. So the weird scene. <laughs> it's weird seeing that and deleted scenes in general. But uh, I guess like when he kills it with the scorpion, another take of that was that instead of putting it down the back of his shirt, uh, when the guy, when the dentist goes to open up his mouth and he's looking at the other guy, Mr. Kid's mouth, he goes, ah, like like that. The guy shoves the scorpion into his mouth and shuts his jaw. That's intense. It was a cool scene. It was a cool scene. They should have done that. It was there. They just deleted it. Why? It's brutal, especially for 1971. That's... uh, that's intense, man. Yeah, it was cool. Pretty cool. Um, like and then there was another deleted scene with Sammy Davis Jr. Really? Yeah, cool. During cool. the comedian scene, I would assume when they go to Vegas. He, no, he's just playing. He's just playing craps and then uh, okay. in the casino. And then okay. he seems James Bond walk by and he talks to a guy about James Bond. And then that's it. Interesting. real weird. That's cool, like, though. I understood why they delete it because it like yeah. it literally doesn't fit in anywhere. That's really um, neat. He was in it, though. Um, but cool, though. So, what you're, you pretty much described the first like 15, 20 minutes of this movie where the diamonds are going from person to person and these hitmen are killing everybody that's in contact with the diamonds. Meanwhile, Bond is taking the identity of another man that is supposed to be meeting with Jill St. John to get the diamonds. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying not to say without getting like too confusing. So,. When he goes to see uh, Jill St. John, at this point, the guy he's trying to be Frank's, I think. Yeah. Is that Frank's? Yeah. He's contained. So there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. And this might be my favorite part of the movie is that while Sean Connery is getting ready to go inside to meet her, he's outside pretending to make. Oh, my God. dude! He's he's doing the whole make out thing where you put your hands on your own back and you cross. It's like what what you do your schoolmates. You know, yeah. in the in the at, at it school, make it look like you're making out yeah. with somebody. Yeah, um, it's hysterical because he yeah. plays it off like it's like the coolest like spy trick. Like he like looks around like, it, hey, it fooled the guy. It fooled me. Yeah, it fooled, <laughs> like, like, who's he with? It <laughs> the audience. Um, but he because yeah, we saw it from our angle it looked like he was making out with a girl. Yeah, from the other angle that the guy walked past, he saw it as like that guy just keeps he keeps trying to scratch his back. <laughs> like somebody get <laughs> this guy a back scratcher. <laughs> Uh, so Bond goes up meets Jill St. John pretends to be this other guy Franks and they're going to work together to get the diamonds but this because he fights the guy right here because Franks shows up yeah yeah they're like they're in the oh elevator. Franks got out yeah and so the, I, I do like this fight in the elevator. this fight is awesome what's cool about it is that Sean Connery is behind the real Franks and Sean Connery pulls his arm back to punch him and he breaks something with his elbow inside the elevator he basically alerts frank's yeah and it's a really cool like i mean like this is is as close as it gets to like the raising arizona fight with uh nicholas cage and john goodman and william Forsythe. yeah we're like close quarters but they're like punching in the walls (laughs) and like scratching their their hands on the ceiling yeah exactly but this is a really good fight and uh Bond ends up killing Franks, switching their wallets. So yeah. when Jill St. John goes, to look at his ID. She's like, you just killed James Bond. And actually, this whole premise is really fun that he gets to play like an everyday guy. And um, because he doesn't, he, he might like pretend to be other people in movies, but he almost does it for like this first like hour yeah, or so. He's for a long while. not James Bond, which is really cool. Um, So they pretty much go J- Jill St. John and Bond they have the diamonds, right? At this point, yeah. She has the diamonds, correct? I believe so. Yeah, she's okay. got them. And so, what is bo- what is Frank showing up for? Is it for his transfer? is I it think to he's give it to him? smuggling the co- the diamonds in his body. I think. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. that, that. Why so, pretty- he was Frank's is supposed to take. This is why this 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 yeah. When the hitmen are killing everybody off, this is why this is confusing because why I don't understand why they don't kill off Jill uh John, Tiffany yeah. Case's character, uh. Because Tiffany Case is supposed to give off, she gets the diamonds for the teacher. Yeah, and then she's supposed to give the diamonds to Frank's, and Frank's is supposed to take them, takes the diamonds to Las Vegas. Right, right. And then I'm I'm assuming they go to the mob. This is where the whole uh, funeral, then, the funeral. Yeah, and uh, then the mob, the mob's supposed to give them to Bluthold. Oh yes, you're absolutely right. Why I'm lost on that is like why didn't they kill Tiffany Case too? Right. Anybody? Actually, the more we talk about this movie, the the less I like it because it's this, it's too confusing. But um, I'm not saying I hate it, but it does make me like it a little bit less. Uh, I do like this scene, though, when they put Connery in the casket. Yeah, i are going to burn him alive. And it's a really cool intense. scene. It actually reminded me of Bill Murray from Scrooge. Yeah, I yeah. did that. And yeah. the uh, Tales from the Crypt, we just watched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then which one was that? The um, the fraud, the uh, insurance fraud. Oh, the one with the kids and the no, funeral home? No, no, no. It's with the uh, what's his name from? He's from where They do their insurance fraud, and then uh, pretend that he's dead. And he flies down to Florida or Mexico, or whatever, and then when he comes back, his identity is like basically changed. Oh, I didn't watch. Yeah, some. you weren't there. We <coughs> directed by Michael J. Fox. Yeah. And oh, Plays okay. like the prosecutor? No, the d- defense attorney, I think. Yeah. Her, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, they end up pulling bond out, and they're like, these diamonds are fake. And I like how he knows that like I want the real money because right. you never have burned me alive with the real money. Right. It's right. a very smooth moment. Yeah. Um, so I think at this point we're in Vegas, right? I don't understand this, by the way. What? The Vegas thing? The uh, mob. They why does he say the real money? I don't understand that. Well, because okay, so Oops. Bond did he get fake money? Yeah. And that, and that's how Bond knew he's like, you would never burn me alive with real money in my pockets. And that's why he's like all cocky. And he's like, you can have the real diamonds and you give me the real money. Why I'm confused is in the next scene, he yeah. goes to the casino with the fake money they gave him. And he uses it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has it in the end. And place. that's how yeah. they figure out who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What the hell? Yeah. Like, does anybody asking questions in the center of this movie? <laughs> no, I don't think they do. Like, is anybody like... just like, hey, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it's a Bond movie. It's not supposed to. Yeah. Like guess that's what I hate, because I feel like Bond movies can be really, really smart. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I feel like sometimes like you have like these two writers that show up and one writer is making a really smart plot. It's usually Ian Fleming, right? Which is uh it's Richard Maybaum and Tom Manowitz in this yeah. in this case. They did the screenplay. So two guys. So one guy is writing it as a really smart screenplay, and the other guy is like, oh no, it's a it's a James Bond movie, You're supposed to have fun with it. Yeah. And he like screws up the other guy's like well played well planned out, like plan. Or execution of a plan for the 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 way it's supposed to all play out, but I think he uses the money because the the owner of the casino, whatever, knows who he is. That's that's why he's like, yes, credit's good. Yeah, this is monopoly money, sir. (laughs) His credit is good. (laughs) Um, So Bond starts playing, and then he meets um, who's the lady right now? Uh, Um, The one that drowns later on. Oh, plenty of tool. Plenty of tool. Yeah, plenty of tool. And then they go up to his room. She gets thrown over the balcony um, by these mobsters, basically. Yeah. And then Bond's like ready to fight, and they just like leave quietly. Yeah, they just like, walk back like slowly without saying a word. And it's like, who are these guys? I don't know. Well, isn't one of them the comedian? <laughs> yes, the comedian is one of the guys. Yeah, he he's he's is. He's doing the stand-up comedy later on because uh, he's like, I can't remember what his deal is, but yeah, okay. he's one of the he's one of the mobsters. Yes, he's he's the guy who. When they open up the casket, he's like, The diamonds are fake. You yeah. double dirty crosser. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's um, that guy. shady tree is his character name in this book, okay. But, okay. but I'm so confused on who these three guys are. Are they mobsters or are they? I have no idea. Are they Blofeld's guys or are they work for the casino? It's very. They never confusing. say who they are. No. I think they're just Las Vegas mobsters. Like they're yeah. probably with Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro on casino, basically. That's what okay. I I okay. thought they okay. were mobsters. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we're going to go out of order right here, but. When Bond gets with Jill St. John, is this where they set her up or no, no, they go to the Jill St. John's house and she shows up. Yeah. Cause I think at this point, um, he goes to meet with Tiffany case and then that's where they find like Tiffany case goes to her house or meeting place or whatever. And bond's already waiting there and the body of plenty of tools. And she's grabbed. like, what's the yeah. wig? What's my wig doing <clears throat> in the pool? And you right. find out it's like a body Which is really stupid. Another deleted scene. Is Plenty O'Toole coming up from being dropped in the pool? She comes back up to the the room. the room and gets her clothes and finds those two having sex, and then she gets real pissed off about that. Oh, and that's why she goes to uh, and she she starts going through uh, Tiffany Case's purse. Yeah, finds where stages. she lives, then goes to her house, and that's oh. why Plenty ends that's up. Where they, her that would make cheese. sense. It makes no sense within the movie because yeah. it's like. A, She's just there. Why does Tiffany Case have a house? Yeah, in Las Vegas. Okay. And then, like, how did the hell did Plenty end up there? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really stupid. Yeah, it makes no when sense when you put it that way. That yeah. deleted scene really would have helped. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always confused about that when I was a kid. I was like, how the hell? Like, why is she in the pool? I didn't even know it was her until like five viewings <laughs> deep, where I was like. Oh, that's the girl from halfway through the movie. Like, why I think the- I I think I only knew that because whenever they introduce two Bond girls, at least one of them is going to die. Yes. And they don't really fly out, say that it's plenty of tools. Just assumed that it's her basically. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. real random, but it she is. gets killed by the hitman. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is when they set up. I think he reveals he's James Bond and she goes to this like carnival. This gets confusing. And they take the real diamonds and they put it in a stuffed animal for her to win so she can get it. I don't understand what the purpose of why this is. they have. Man, to Man, there's do this. so many steps with this diamond. It's just like just deliver it to Blowfield. Like yeah. Don't put it don't in a stuffed fully, animal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish it was, I wish these were like explained to me like I was a five year old. Yeah, like yeah. I wish there was that I wish. Honestly, I wish I would have made Tiffany case yeah. dumb in this. Just so they can explain it to her to right. explain it to us, like, the audience. Hey, yeah. we're giving you the diamonds and the stuffed animal because yes, because this is, doesn't is make how any we sense. deliver. Yeah, exactly. Or make James Bond stupid and make him ask questions. But like, sure. It all seems like they have like this is like, well, like well thought out plan. And I'm like, I don't understand what the hell you get. It's throwing. like a well manicured plan by the people who are delivering it. And Bond is just smart. So he just knows it. But it leaves us in the wind because we have no idea what's going on yes it's the first time we're seeing this movie basically it's a fun movie to watch if, if you're you not don't th- follow the plot yeah right, right yeah that's because a great way to put it honestly i enjoyed watching it but now talking about it it's very frustrating yeah because it's like when you have to explain the movie to somebody yeah you feel i like feel a, you feel like a fucking idiot i feel like i'm going yeah. on right now because i don't know what i'm talking about because like why was bond pretending to be franks to be only the small person in a pipeline right of like people who are dealing these diamonds yeah like he is he supposed to be connected to the main, you know, yeah, main pipeline or whatever? When it should know. have just been him following these people around, right? Yeah. Or like following the bodies, and that's how he's following. that. Yeah. cool, like a murder mystery. Yeah, that's he's cool. Like, murder he's mystery of these... like what's going on with this. Yeah, thing? he's finding all these people dead. I read this book back in high school, so I don't remember the book. Apparently, I read. Uh, apparently, like very loose. Adaptation. Yeah, I remember certain like Vegas scenes in the book, but I don't remember much. The I book. think literally only it was 20 years like ago. Bond, like the characters. That's like literally it. Right. Everything else is different okay. in the book, okay. apparently. Um, so I think, and I'm kind of jumping around probably, but we have a bit, we have another car chase scene. This is, um, I this can't is, remember if this is before or after the moon buggy uh but this yeah, is before before, before so the yeah ad-hug. this is this Oh, uh, this we got a couple <clears throat> car chases. this makes no up. sense here at all okay are you talking about the vegas strip scene yeah oh okay. i think this is actually one of the oh coolest it's, scenes yeah it's, it's good no it's, it's good yeah but when he does the two wheelie he's in, on the other side in the alleyway I'll and explore, then... i and there's <laughs> trivia behind it because okay. it drove me nuts. okay so let me set it up real quick okay. so bond is driving down the strip he gets chased by cops <laughs> and in one of the cooler bond moves he goes down this alleyway that's no entry he ramps the left side of his car, so he's only driving on two wheels. two wheels that are on the right side, yeah, passenger side, basically. Yeah, and then he goes through like this very narrow alleyway. But when he comes out of the alleyway, they even show it. They even show it in the uh, when showing the the them in the car as they're yeah. going through. They show the camera tilt as he's like changing yeah. wheels, yeah. basically. It's weird. And then it when he comes no out of sense. the alleyway, he's on the other he's two driver's so. side wheels, which makes basically. no sense. So here's the story. I mean, I'm gonna try to explained the best that I can remember it. Um, is this a, is this a deleted scene. How they In it? a way, it was shot okay. three times. It took over, I think, three months or a month, a month to three months to film this just one stunt because the crew uh, what was it? I think it was they had an American crew come out and do it or no, a French crew come out and do it. And they did the this, this stunt perfect. They did it on the right side. The wheels went up on the right side. It came out of the alley right. on the right side. But the problem is the shot landed and there's all these cop cars sitting in the street with all these, like this crowd of spectators watching them film James Bond. So it doesn't make sense when there's cop cars there. Cause that's when he's supposed to get away from the cops and he's like scot free. Yeah. But there's cop cars in the shot. Oh, okay. right. So they had to dump it. Then they filmed it again, but the Americans, uh, did the stunt this time and the Americans couldn't get it right. We, we drive on the left side of the States, yeah. in the state, the U S and they couldn't get it right. Uh, and then the, they had a British crew do it. I'm sorry. No, it was British crew first, American crew second, okay. French crew third. The French crew did it, and they did it perfectly, but they did it on the wrong two wheels. So they said, screw it. What we'll do is when we edit it, we'll have the camera shift. Oh, my God. So they had to just go with it because it took them that many months to film and that many times to do it. And they've already screwed up this many times in a row. That's that so weird. That they're like, they're so like, just stupid. go with it. like So that's why the car, it's, <laughs> they knew it was a blooper. So they obviously had to fix it with the, the way the camera slides as if the car moves somehow. That's so weird. Like, so silly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bond gets away. He did it. Shocker. And real cool stunt, though. Hey, y'all, it's very dope. I, I mean, like it. Yeah, yeah it's cool. how hard this stunt would be to get like it on two wheels and to go yeah. through an alley like that. That's crazy. It's, it's a hopeful. goofy yeah, scene awesome. now thinking about it. But uh, still cool. So cool. Um, and I think this kind of set of our next scene, um, Bond goes to um, like Blofeld's like, I don't know. I think he's so I think this is the part where he's tailing um, the casino manager, uh, Bert Saxby or whatever. And this is where they go to that remote facility in the desert. Yeah. And this is where I think you said the um, the guy is giving the tour. Of no, the- there's a guy later on in the movie in oh, okay. the same area. OK, but he's. Yeah, this the, is when Bond officers. shows up very smoothly, meets another guy, asks a bunch of questions, gets a radiation tag. So yeah, it looks like he works there. And then he goes to one of the scientists, kind of bothers him just to get some information. This is where they learn about like the laser yeah. refraction and all that yeah. stuff. But then it gets to a point. Now here's a question because I don't understand what's about to happen. Okay. For some reason, they're doing some like moon buggy thing here. They're like, uh, are they reenacting? <coughs> it's like almost like it's a play on the Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Stanley's It's okay. It's it's one of two things. It's either they're filming the moon landing. Yeah. Or. They're practicing what it would be like while they're on the moon, but they're walking really slow. But they're not like in a—they're not like in a simulated gravity. That's what I all. mean. It's very confusing. Yeah. I don't understand this scene at all. Um, I thought Matt would have answers, but I no—I assume it's uh, just some sort of conspiracy. I'm conspiracy. assuming it's like they're—they're they're looking to build something on. They do—they mess around with like space program. So okay, so Willard White is definitely based off Howard Hughes. Okay, I think I write about that too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, like a recluse, like the actor, um, uh, Jimmy Dean. Yeah. So Jimmy Dean used to be a singer that worked at the hotel that Howard Hughes, oh, uh, owned. Hughes, uh, Howard Hughes. Just for people who don't know, aviator, aviator. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, who is he? Like, uh, I don't know. He's a big. Uh, he did. He was a movie director. movie director. He was like. He did a lot of things for air flight. Yeah. Um, and. Severe OCD. Yeah. Huh? Severe OCD. Severe OCD. Severe yeah. OCD. Yeah. He ended his days in a hotel room with his fingernails extremely long and shoebot and like he wore tissue boxes on his feet and his hair was really long and basically became a recluse. Yeah. Inside the, the very top of his hotel room until he died. Uh, this is what they're kind of hinting at in the movie. When they talk about Willard White, and they're like, "Yeah, no one's seen Willard White for five years." Oh, so Jimmy Dean used to work at the hotel. I think it was the Desert Inn. Okay, Uh used to work at the hotel that Howard Hughes owned, and uh, yeah, and right. like they had to get permission from Howard Hughes to film on the Sun on the Strip right there. On oh, the Sunset Strip. Okay, but the the Las Vegas Strip right there, and what they did was they gave howard hughes all the james bond movies and he's like he's like yeah give this production anything they want like let them have permission to film here oh that's neat that's cool but it's weird too because it's like at the same time too it's like they're like obvious obviously referencing howard hughes yeah yeah and jimmy dean's playing like basically his boss right in a movie right that's cool which is really strange right when it's like he's yeah so that's crazy just to go back to it so what did you think the moon thing was that is somehow related to like that's one of like Willard White's, uh, like movie side projects. projects so, yeah, side projects is that he does like instead of doing aerodynamics, he does space travel. So that's why he has the uh, satellite. Okay. That's why he has the moon, moon okay. buggy. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, okay. so yeah. it's still a confusing. Scene. So the way like Howard Hughes does, was with airplanes and aerodynamics, yeah. he is with, with space ice cream, space ice cream. Yeah, the yes. moon rocks basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're trying to make the better space ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So Bon hops in this like. Um, it's like a moon buggy, moon buggy type thing. And there's a chase scene, this which scene is, is fine scene is hilarious. Really? Because it's just silent. There's no yeah. music or anything. Yeah, and it just shows all these people chasing after him. And they're just like crashing in the most ridiculous ways. And meanwhile, it's like me. This thing can't be that fast. It's a suppo- I think it's supposed to be goofy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. it's hilarious. There's a part where like uh, he locks eyes with one of the guys on the ATV and the guy just like launches off the side of a mountain. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? Is going on right now, dude. I would have loved it if, he, like, as soon as he left, like that one car just went thirty miles per hour and just ran over him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, though, I I feel like this entire thing with like driving through the movies, like the the set with those the astronauts and stuff. I don't know why they're moving slow. That confused. that's what doesn't make any sense. But I yeah. feel like uh, Tim Burton ripped off the scene for Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's going through and he's being chased by the security <laughs> guards. Very possible. Yeah. And just like this ridiculous stuff where it's like, you know, just uh, if you. Replace Bond with Pee-wee, and there's a part where the 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 guys in the ATV chase after the moon buggy, but nobody's driving it. It's like a total thing Pee-wee would do with this like trick or whatever, right? Like, yeah, and then go like knock the guy out, whatever. And it's yeah. just like, and then and then Jason Bob stole it fifteen years later. Oh, right? did they do something similar? Uh, and strike back when they're like on the studio lots and they're running from like movie to movie and oh, it's like West Craven. I don't remember that no. at all. Um, I just remember Cock Knocker. Oh no, yeah, that's yeah, that's what they end up. They go through all these okay. movies and end up. There. OK, OK. Um, but I think after this, we're kind of at our last act in the movie because now we're on the oil rig, which is I, I think the rest of this movie is pretty solid, I actually. I think um, uh, if I recall, I think Bond is confronting one of the characters. It might be white. And then he kills another Blofeld double. This is where it's revealed. Oh, the, yeah. Can we talk about the voice scene? changer? Sure. Yeah, yeah. This is like the most thrilling scene in any James Bond movie ever for me. It's when he's he gets on the elevator with the grappling gun. Yeah. And he sh- and he basically mountaineers his way to the top of the the, uh, the penthouse and the way he he's on the elevator and he climbs off the elevator and he's hanging by the side of this building and he shoots the grappling gun to the edge. And then like he has to like rappel off of it. Dude, this like would like every time I watch this, this like I get the worst like feeling in my gut. Yeah, actually, when I was watching this, I was like, yeah, that really held up. This is like it's uh, a cool scene. This is like ghost protocol stunt right here. dude. I just I feel like this would be like this is my favorite, like most thrilling James Bond scene because I feel like it still holds up. Yeah. But just to have to like climb over this really steep like ledge and he's got the way he's got to shoot the grappling gun and the grappling gun doesn't look like it would hold his weight at all. Right. He just like flies right out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's intense, man. Yeah, it's a dope scene. But uh, yeah, he ends up finding Blofeld, who we thought was dead. He's not. Yeah. Now there's two Blofelds um, and it turns out that Blofeld has been cloning himself. He was going to clone himself in the beginning before Bond killed that Is guy. It's not even like necessarily clones. It's just like he's got impersonators basically. Like, body, and why does body he do deep. it just for security? I think it's just like any any political dictator or just whatever. Have... They just have, doubles, okay. you know, right. in case. So he kills one of the Blofelds and the other Blofeld gets away. Which uh, is like crazy because he shoots this guy in the head. Yeah, it's pretty and brutal. It's like, and it's with like a knife gun. Yeah, it's not just yeah, like a bullet. Like, yeah. it's a it's kind of graphic for its yeah. 70s or whatever. Actually, yeah, it's pretty graphic. When you and then, it. blow. It's revealed that the blowfoot's still alive. Yeah, and then Bond he basically says, "Get in this elevator." Reluctantly, so he goes in. Yeah, which is cool. This scene's awesome because Bond immediately. Corners himself because he thinks the floor yeah, is gonna fall exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't. And then I think it just is a it gas. Just, it's just gas. Yeah. And then this is where the two assassins uh, went and Mr. Kid. They uh, don't put a bullet in this guy's head. They yeah. just deliver him to a pipeline. To be, oh yeah. To be buried. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't even like wait for him to get buried. They just leave him in a pipeline. Yeah. You got to see this through all the yeah, way. Terrible like, assassins. Yeah. You guys have been like killing all these people pretty brutally. Ugh. And then you just leave his body in a pipe somewhere on the desert. And you're like, well, I hope they do the pipeline tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, it's a like, good point. Um, so yeah, this whole, the whole pipeline scene is fine. It's bond going through a pipeline, uh, trying to get out. So he short circuits one of the machines said so repairman come out to fix it. And he gets out. Um, and now we're at the wheel rig, right? I think we are. Think yeah, so. we're getting there. yeah. Um, so yeah, this whole last like maybe quarter of the movie ends on oil rig, um, and it's basically explain to me the 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 whole thing with the tape. What is this tape? This it's like tape? the satellite control okay. codes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. because uh, the satellite basically has the power. It's basically the Golden Eye satellite, okay, where it shoots yeah. like lasers or whatever. And yeah. there's that scene where it shows like the Chinese army, and they're like just burning alive. Oh my god, it's crazy! Yeah. yeah, because you can tell it's like you um, see the guys like clothes glow red, and just like oh yeah. <laughs> and then the one guy walks right in from the camera, and like Aah! yeah. And he comes from off screen, just on fire, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it's super intense. Um, so yeah, the whole ending of this movie is to get this tape out of their hands, right? And I love this whole end scene because basically, Jill Saint John is pretending to be like with blow, film. like still, yeah, yeah. And what Bond does is he switches the tapes gives jill saint john the other one she doesn't know that then she switches it again and she's like i switched the tapes i did it and i don't i can't remember what he calls her um Uh, but he's like you fool he's like you You you, twit yeah you twit twit. he's like you twit you uh switch the tapes but i will say that's on bond because bond did not say this is the bad tape he should have told her what it was yeah um and then basically for like the last like 45 minutes of this movie it's just a shootout I oh feel yeah. like yeah i mean obviously exaggerating with 45 minutes but it's nothing but this huge shootout it's a good shootout yeah i like this um, actually i like this whole scene. and then poor blofeld man he goes to get away and he's in this like water ship and bond just swings it for like 45 <laughs> minutes into buildings And yeah. i think that's how he ends up dying doesn't he does it he does it technically explode? doesn't die in this movie yeah technically he doesn't die in it how does it end with Blofeld? He just, I know, I was just thinking that too. I was like, I think the the rig just blows up and we're just assuming that he's on. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because he doesn't die until, uh, until are, are you, you afraid are, of the dark? are you afraid <laughs> of the dark? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, uh for your eyes only. <laughs> for only. Yeah, um, but this is another parody, of course. This is, I feel like, awesome powers pulled from this movie, but sure. they got the uh, the countdown guy, Yeah. the lamest job in American cinema. <laughs> <laughs> his job is literally just to say seven minutes to countdown and, and count it's down. gotta be in like uh it's gotta be like a german accent or a yeah. foreign accent well they gotta get the speaking they, english they gotta, they gotta get their best countdown guy, yeah right? it can't they just come be from like germany yeah know? it can't be like a guy from brooklyn that's doing the one they no. like hey, um, seven minutes to a, <laughs> uh, andrew dice clay yeah or like a guy Hickory with duck. a boston <laughs> accent doing the one that you know the the 10 second countdown <laughs> hey this this fucking I don't know. <laughs> it was good. You were doing was, really yeah. it good. It sounded like Departed. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I'm on so yeah. a co-op. <laughs> 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 Ten, nine, eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Saving? That, oh, that's oh, like oh, I that's, see you're that's, doing your own different acts. Yeah, yeah, for New, New Zealand, Zealand. You're doing New Zealand. <laughs> Six. Oh, I don't know what that oh, is. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying different vocal ranges. But yeah, it's like this is obviously pulled yeah. from that, and he's yeah. like just sing singing the countdown as, exactly. as like gunfire is happening um but yeah it's nothing but chaos and gunfire um until the whole thing explodes i like the music a lot yeah yeah and this 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 is very dope yeah and they got the uh the the envoy of helicopters coming towards the yeah yeah yeah, dropping frogmen yeah exactly yeah very cool scene um it's about as bond as you can get right here and then uh this is another bumbling uh, moment for uh Tiffany case. I actually like this when she uh, bond gives her the gun. He's like, shoot at them. Yeah. And he, like she shoots it and she just, she's
1: falls, not used to, to it. She just falls off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually really like that scene. Um, but they end up jumping off or she's already off in the water. Yeah. He jumps in he a swan dive. Everything explodes. Yeah. It looks really good. And then just like many of the bonds, we forgot about the henchmen. Yep. And yeah. so they're on a boat, they're taking a cruise. And then Mr. Kid and Mr. But is it Mr. Wint? Wint? They show up pretending to be uh waiters on this yep. cruise. They attempt to kill. Okay, this is kind of goofy. Okay, I love this. Okay, well, I was gonna say, I'll well, it's This so real quick. So, they attempt to kill Bond, they have this huge fight. Um, the one guy, the Balding guy, he yeah. gets uh set on fire, uh, which is brutal. Is like the, the skewers, yeah. he lights them on fire to try to yeah. do like an Indiana Jones, you know? Yeah. And then the other guy has a bomb attached to him. And, I like, love this. Bond like squeeze it between his legs, Dude. and then flips him over the. The sound he makes yeah. when he gets his ball squeezed is right. so funny. Yeah. Um, what I don't like about the scene is they set up the scene like an hour ago in the movie. Yeah. Because they throw Bond into a trunk of a car, right, and it breaks the guy's cologne and so oh, then, that's what it was And yeah. so then okay here bond knows that guy's sense i was confused well there's two ways and there's two ways they set this up in the very beginning of the movie he gets a drink with the guy that basically the gives him all the exposition about the diamonds yeah about okay. how the diamonds have been stolen and he's like oh he's like i want uh blah 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 year 51 the alcohol like the whatever I think it was like scotch they were drinking like this 51 scotch. OK. And he knows like it basically setting up that Bond knows his liquor. Do you remember the scene? Yes, kind of. It's the first scene that James Bond's in. OK. And M makes that comedy. He's like, oh, like when they start talking about diamonds and makes the comedy. He's like, oh, finally something you don't know about. You don't know everything. Right. About. OK. OK. So later on at the end of the movie, when he questions him, he questions him about uh this like specific bottle of liquor. This is, uh, the this guy, is actually cool. Yeah. The guy basically like Bullshit, Mister Went bullshits his way out of he's it. He's like it's it's all we had in the the wine cellar, I think. Yeah, and he's he makes up a number or a year, and Bond knows that he's full he's of like, shit. He's like they didn't have that year, and he's like, and I know. He that basically scent. says, yeah. um, he says I would uh I would have expected a claret or whatever. He says it was uh poorly stocked with clarets. He says actually our Mouton Rothschild is a claret, and I've smelled that aftershave before, and both times I smelled a rat. Yeah, yeah, that's I was like, a cool. That's, so there you yeah, go. So two things cool. to give them away. Pretty cool. So uh, both henchmen end up dying. Who are two of my favorite henchmen? I, I think like these guys so yeah, much. Absolutely. Character. Yeah. yeah, I think they're great. And, and what's unique, they're both lovers. Yes, yeah. in this movie, which is um, kind of crazy. Which yeah. I did not pick up on until I haven't seen this in yeah, years. I didn't pick it up until the viewing when they're walking after they killed the helicopter pilot and they hold it. Yeah. Like yeah. Hands. And then there's a part where I think. Um, The guy with the long hair. He's about Tiffany. Yeah. he's like She's really pretty. He's like, for a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like trying to mess with. Well, one thing that's really great is that uh, they openly talk about it as opposed to like hinting at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, like Honor Blackman's character, Pussy Galore. Right. Is supposed to be a lesbian in Goldfinger. Right. And they mostly hint at it. They never out front and say it. right, Right. But in this, like they say like, no, they're both gay. So it's like.
1: Yeah, it's but it's cool. not out
0: front. They're just like they're gay characters. Yeah, yeah they they're don't have yeah. to like insinuate. Yeah, whatever. Or they're not like, say, hint at hint, at They're or not anything. looking at the camera and be like they're gay. Yeah, yeah they're no. Just, rink, not, they're rinks, yeah. not trying to make it look like it was like yeah. you have to read into it. Which I think it's just yeah, saying like no. They're it's definitely they're, they're like it's definitely cool that they're pretty progressive about. Yeah, that kind for fifty of years ago, I think the subtlety on it is perfect. Yeah, I think it's done very well. But Jill Saint John and Bond they're on the cruise, and then she asks them how they're going to get the diamonds down from the satellite. And that's Diamonds Art Forever. I yeah. forgot to mention also in yeah. the in the casting crew, there was a uncredited actress okay. in the uh Las Vegas scene. She's one of the dancers. Okay. Uh, Sherry Moon? No. Oh, go ahead. No. I'm sorry. Uh Cas Cassandra Peterson. Better known yes! as Elvira is I, one of the dancers with a comedian. Cool. I, I knew wasn't she was far in Elvis off with movie. Jokes. Yeah, I wasn't was like, like, was too like, far off. Wow, dude. Of, yeah, so. I knew she was in an Elvis movie. I didn't realize like, I knew because she used to be a dancer. Yeah, in Vegas. so I was trying to remember. I was like, I couldn't remember if she was in Living the Die or this, and I had to make sure. I dude, good that, trivia, so. So. Very neat. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, really so I fun. I totally like, I did not. Okay, I didn't know about Diamond. I take it back. I did not know that was Diamonds Are Forever. I knew yeah. there was, was an Elvis movie where she's in the background. Oh, cool. But I didn't know Diamonds Are Forever. That's awesome. Very cool. So. All right, so that's Diamonds Are Forever from 1971. It has a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. Honto, uh, what would you give it? I'd probably say like a 65, okay. maybe 68 okay. in that range. All right. Uh, I mean, listen to the episode. It was confusing. Like, we had a hard time trying to figure out who's who. And I think that's a problem yeah. in uh, movies like this, where it should be kind of straightforward, but it's not. But uh, you know, henchmen, really good. Uh kind of weak. And um, some of the action set pieces are pretty good. Okay. Actually, Matt, before you go, Honto, I'm gonna say the I'm gonna I was thinking 65, and everything you said I agree with. The henchmen are great. Yeah, Blofeld's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not a boring movie. I like that it makes fun of itself at times. Yeah. Um, I think this gets crapped on and I don't think it's as bad as people say. It's not terrible, yeah. it's just it could be better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 65. I, I I would watch this again. Um, I give it a 71 in 1971. Oh, oh wow. Nice. The year it came out. 71. 71 Claret. A 71 Claret. <laughs> I think it's fun. I've seen it, it several times over. I'd watch it again. But I think talking yeah. about it with you guys, it was very easy to talk about what was going on in Live and Die last. Like, yeah. Oh, very, very. But I feel like it's confusing as how to talk about what the hell's going on in this movie. And that's the I biggest downfall. It kind of ruins it. Uh, It used to be my top three. Oh, wow. But when since we watch this for the podcast and we're talking about it, it's definitely gotten bumped for my top three. Yeah. Still in your top 10? Yeah, I'd put it in my top 10, yeah. Okay. I mean, is this, your is top like, this is like 25. This is like the one that like you would show people that are like, oh, you've never seen James Bond movie? Like watch Diamonds Are Forever It's a Blast. I think yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Like I said, I won't watch it again. I, talking about it did hurt it. I probably would have given it a 70. But as we did, discussed, it got confusing. This movie definitely feels like a paycheck movie for Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. Like doesn't feel like he's in it 100 percent. It seems like he's more in it. No, I didn't have a problem with him. I felt like he was he's he good. was there. He's good yeah. in it. It yeah. just feels like it's not as strong as the other movies. I wonder, I know. I don't know what the story was with why he wasn't in On Our Majesty's Secret Service. Do you guys know? No, I've uh, read it before. I don't remember. i you I, I, mean? I, you know, I'm just speculating. It's probably just money. Yeah. And I think it's money, money. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, that's gonna wrap up Diamonds Are Forever. We're not done with Bond yet. Nope. Because we have a couple more episodes. Next episode is GoldenEye, starring Pierce Brosnan. Um, I am super excited to rewatch this. Yeah, I gotta say same. I am super jacked to yeah, watch this movie. Same. I haven't seen this in a few years, and I am super jacked to watch this yeah. movie. So join us as we talk about Goldeneye on our next episode. If you have any requests or any comments, you can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacultpodcasts at gmail.com. And as always, we love doing this. We hope you love doing watching it, reading it, listening to it. Join now. us next time. Join us next time. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.